everybody, this is Victoria, your dog guru, and today we've got a list of questions, all of which came in over the past 36 hours. So lots of people are engaging with the show, and I'm really excited about that. That's really exciting. Um, in light of these questions, we're going to have a very special unplanned episode of Coffee and Canines today. In no particular order, here we go. Dog guru. My husband and I have dog holes all over the yard. Our two German Shepherds are always digging somewhere. I've replaced plants, tripped in holes, and I don't know why they do it, let alone how to stop it. Please help. Amelia Kleinfield from way up north. Hey Amelia, so there's lots of different reasons that dogs will dig. Since you're way up north and we're heading into the winter season, I'm assuming it's not because they're hot, which is one reason that a dog will dig, is to cool off. Uh, but then the other thing to be considerate of is that a lot of dogs dig because they're bored and it often escalates when it isn't managed so if there's nobody to intervene and interrupt the behavior it just goes on and it continues and it's I'm sure as you've experienced cyclical and the fact that you've got two of them makes it probably that much harder so but first you need to know if they're doing it for a particular reason or if they're doing it because they're bored and it's fun so my first tip is do not give them any access to the area where they're digging unsupervised. If you can't be there, they can't be there. Block off problem areas, you know, fill in holes if you haven't already done that. Not only so you don't trip, but just so that they can't access the same area over and over. But you really need to be mom in this sort of situation because if you don't interrupt and engage them in a different way that's equally stimulated and gives them some sort of emotional payoff, they're going to continue to do it. Another thing that you could do is provide a small digging area and bury some toys and cookies in there for them. Um, a sandbox, a children's sandbox works really well for this. I had a client who had a hunting breed and her two dogs would just go to town and she was so sick of all the holes that were popping up. So we did the baby pool, filled it with sand, started hiding toys in there. And before you knew it, they weren't digging anywhere else in the yard except where they were supposed to. So that's always a good backup plan. Our next question kind of piggybacks on our first one. And it says, dog guru, I'm curious to know why dogs bury bones or favorite toys. Jackson, my lab, is always confiscating something to bury. Faye Dunham of Raleigh, North Carolina. Well, Faye, a lot of this comes back to instinct. When it comes to food and bones specifically being hidden, it basically is a hardwired instinct to protect what they have in case in the future food were to become scarce. Uh, they're essentially protecting a future meal and or prized possession, depending on what he's trying to bury and hide. When they come across something especially good that they don't feel like sharing with another dog, or perhaps they just don't want at that moment, they'll go bury it, hide it, and save it for, you know, the tough times that will never happen because you're feeding them every day. But an interesting fact about uh, digging and burying, though, is that a cool dark place is what they're burying too. Like what they're, how deep they'll dig is usually cooler. And when they did that, it would help preserve preserve the kill or the food. And I say kill as if they're wolves. We've already had a whole discussion on how they're not, but they do like preserving their food. And this is one of the ways that they did it. So it was like early refrigeration techniques. But in truth, the reason that they do this, and some dogs do it, and certain breeds do it more than others, it's largely dependent on how prominent that particular instinct is. 
For example, one of my dogs will dig whenever it's cool, whenever it's warm to get cool. Another one, uh, he just hides things under his toys. He actually doesn't dig holes in the house. Like, in there's nowhere to dig in the house, but he'll hide toys under his bed so that the other dogs can't find it. <laughs> Dear dog guru, so my dog is always eating poop in the yard. Eating poop, what is with that? <laughs> I love this dog, but it's so disgusting and I want to put an end to it. What would you recommend? Kevin G of Newport, Rhode Island. Well, you've happened across a problem that so many of us have dealt with, myself included. What you're describing is actually coprophagia. And there are a few reasons why they'll do this. The first is he thinks it smells and tastes good. Completely disgusting, I know, but often it's really... Because to them, it tastes good. I've seen lots of farm dogs go after horse stool as well. So that's one reason. Another reason is he's hungry. Another reason could be, you know, there's certain nutrients that aren't being absorbed into his system, which will often lead to them trying to supplement their diets in other ways, even if it's completely disgusting to us. And then if it's a female, sometimes they like to keep their bedding and territory clean. Um, this is more prominent in females simply because they would clean up after puppies. Even if they've never whelped, I've seen uh, females do this. So that's another reason. And then the other thing is, is it can be boredom, a lot like digging. It serves as a source of entertainment. Um, there are, is one other cause that you would want to be mindful of. And if you've ever reprimanded your dog for relieving himself, this could be one of the many reasons that you're seeing it. Dogs are really smart. And one of the reasons I've seen them eat their own stool is because they're afraid of what will happen if the owner finds it. You know, if you've ever stuck your dog's nose in it or worse and scared the crap out of them, in all likelihood, they want to hide the evidence so that they don't get in trouble for it later. Now, this is where I tell you as an owner, those sorts of methods do not help to potty train your dog. You will not see less accidents. Uh, and while your dog may look super guilty, the connection isn't being made to not eliminate. It's just, maybe I should get rid of this before mom comes home. Not telling them not to do it in the first place or where to do it more specifically. Um, if you want to actually curb this behavior, you need to start monitoring your dog just like you would if they were addicted to digging. You, as you start seeing them head towards stool, need to correct it, tell them no, or, you know, over here, leave it. There's any number of cues you could utilize to start getting them to leave those things alone. But I got to be honest, if you don't pick it up, you're just sooner or later going to run into a situation where you see him swallowing a dog log. And I know that's extremely gross, but, you know, there aren't a lot of effective methods to stop them short of intervening when they start to do it. And then, you know, there are products out there where you can actually add certain things to their food. I've worked with a lot of different clients. Some had success with those products. Some didn't see any difference whatsoever. Monosodium glutamate actually is a chemical that they market for flavoring and tenderization, but when it comes out the other end, it can be off-putting to a dog and they may not want to eat it after. So that's one thing you could try. I've also heard pineapple can work. 
Um, I avoid things like bitter apple spray. I don't, I've never seen a dog actually reject bitter apple spray. If anything, they're like, well, this is some new flavoring. Or cayenne pepper is another suggestion that people make. In those cases, I just haven't seen a great return on that investment. So I would try something else first. And certainly, if you think that your dog is doing this out of boredom, start giving them more exercise and perhaps install a regular training routine with them where they can exercise their minds and they won't be so restless and desperate to entertain themselves in such a unsuitable fashion. <laughs> the last thing I'd keep in mind is that what you could be feeding your dog might not be enough. It may not have what your dog needs within it. And this is something I would chat with your vet about uh, because, you know, if your food has too much of certain things or not enough of certain things that a dog's system needs, and it does vary from breed to breed or situation to situation, but if those things are lacking, often you'll see, you know, them eating feces more regularly. So that's something to be mindful of. It could be diet. Our next question comes from Baron James off the mainland in Hawaii, and he asks, Why does my dog smell? I've not taken him to a vet yet, but what could be causing a stinky odor like this? I'm going to be honest, that's kind of a general question with a broad spectrum of answers. So I'm going to run through anything that can come to mind at the moment. So first, it depends on specifically what you're smelling. Is it his breath? That could be dental disease or decay or excessive bacteria harbored in the gum line. Uh, even abscesses can cause, as they they uh, weep, they'll cause an odor also, which is, I mean, it's a rancid smelling odor. If it's not his mouth that's turning you off so much, it could be a skin allergy. A lot of dogs who suffer from skin allergies are allergic to something within their diet. If you see him scratching a lot or his skin is flaking or it's inflamed, those could be things. But there are also environmental causes that can set it off, like... Um, uses of la certain laundry detergents that have, you know, that are scented. There's cleaning supplies that I've seen dogs have flare-ups over. And even pet shampoos can be the culprit of an allergic reaction that will also cause an unwelcomed odor. Um, then there are some other reasons why you could be smelling. And I don't, like I said, I don't really know what it is you are smelling. But if this is kind of intermittent and periodic, it could be uh, anal gland expression. It'll smell like disgusting wet pennies is the closest uh, connection I can give you. But that wouldn't be an everyday problem. You would just smell it periodically throughout the year. Uh, some dogs express their anal glands more often than others, but it's, it's an extremely powerful smell. I mean, almost to the level of a skunk. And in those cases, you're probably not going to find exactly where he did it, and you just have to wait for the smell to dissipate. But groomers and vets alike will express their anal glands for you, so this way you don't have to smell that in your own house. And they can ha it basically helps lubricate so that when they're going to the bathroom, it makes it a smoother process. But, you know, if you have them going to a vet or a groomer on a regular basis to get their anal glands expressed, you probably won't be smelling that very often because the knee, the, the smell will have ended up in the vet's office. The last source of bad odors beyond uh, decaying, you know, infected flesh, which can also be, I mean, if your dog has a wound and it smells, then it needs, first of all, medical attention, but that could be one reason. But the last thing that could be the cause of the smell you smell is 
if it's coming from his ear and usually when you're smelling things i'm saying smelling so much uh usually when you smell things coming from the ear it's either a combination of yeast buildup and bacteria within it or if you're seeing a black dirt light discharge in the ear it may be ear mites and though it's gross that's their excrement so if you're seeing like a black dust in all likelihood it's Time to run over to the vet really quick and get an ear wash. Um, sometimes they even need a topical to help their ears heal if it's inflamed or anything like that. But, you know, when you're talking about bacteria and yeast specifically, those are really powerful odors. And you may not smell it from across the room, but if you're like cuddling on your dog, you might smell it then. So there are also doggy deodorizers. They call them dog cologne. I have one for my dog and it's because he's got a musk. He's an intact uh, French bulldog and he has a very distinct odor and it is hormonal it's because he is intact but to keep it down and not have to give him bath after bath because that's not really good for their skin anyway I just use a couple sprays of this you can also go and find uh, recipes for ones that you can make on your own at home so there's a lot of different things that you can do if there aren't outside causes beyond he just hasn't had a bath in a while our last Email of the day comes from Mark Siddles, and he says he's from the other side of the pond in the UK, and he writes, I think my dog believes he's a lawnmower. He al <laughs> he's always trying to eat the grass. Why does he want to eat the grass? I'm curious. Okay, so there are a few different causes for consumption of grass. First, it's it can be behaviorally driven. Uh, things like pica which people can have as well but pica is in a simple sense where a dog will eat an object with no nutritive value so you can see them chewing on you know wood or and we're not just talking about chewing though we're talking about actual consumption and as we've discussed the feeling of chewing kind of can be a stress reliever it can be an outlet it can be a time filler so once you've kind of ruled out that it isn't a medical issue, because there are neurologic causes as well, uh, and neurologic diseases specifically, uh, then you need to, just like with coprophagia, look at nutrition. Uh, you know, dogs' diets are so integral to what you're seeing behavior-wise and health-wise and you know, the right diet can head off a lot of medical problems from ever being an issue. Things like lipomas and scratching, hives, odors. So diet's always important to take a really good look at. In one of our earliest episodes, I actually tell people what to look for when it comes to choosing a dog food. There aren't specific companies I recommend over others. It's not that I don't have preferences. It's that, well, first of all, they're not paying me to market them. And secondly, it depends on each individual dog. So I encourage people, if you have questions about diet or you're having some of the symptoms that we've talked about today, to go ahead and send me an email, tell me what's going on, tell me what you're currently feeding, and we'll see if anything needs to be tweaked there. You also need to have a certain awareness about how much of the grass your dog is actually consuming. Is he kind of just grazing and you know, every so often you're seeing it? You know, they often do it because well, and cats will do it too because it induces vomiting. It helps kind of ball up the contents of their stomachs and it helps them get 
what is giving them either a tummy ache or discomfort back up. Um, and then there are what's referred in the veterinary world as idiopathic. And basically that means that we don't know the cause, but you should continue to watch the behavior to see if there's an increase in consumption, uh, if there are any other things that they start eating, and follow up with your vet periodically about that because perhaps you'll uncover an actual cause, which is what really is going to help you. But once you've ruled out diet being a problem uh, and you know for sure that the dog doesn't have a neurologic disease, then it could really be a simple answer, which would be, it's fun. They enjoy it. You know, not all behaviors and not all things that they ingest have a real purpose other than, oh, this is something fun to do. In terms of trying to determine what is going on, uh, often a vet will do a urinalysis, sometimes an abdominal ultrasound to make sure there haven't been any blockages within the gastrointestinal system and as well as the abdominal cavity and then they'll do things like endoscopy they'll do laparoscopy uh, sometimes they'll do blood work and typically you'll see a fecal exam to make sure there aren't any parasites or other foreign things that don't belong there in my case i've seen both of my dogs graze periodically they do it randomly um and i typically while i'll say uh-uh, and I'll direct them to do something else, like call them over to me or tell them to come into a downstay. If it's not a harmful thing and you're not using pesticides on your grass and you're not using some sort of ultra lawn treatment with a bunch of chemicals in it, it's it's not a horrible thing. And there, like I said, there might not be a medical cause. It could be as simple as this is just something for them to do. I'm really impressed with everybody who wrote in and who is showing that not only are you listening to the show, but you've got your own questions, which is really the deepest purpose of this is to provide a credible resource where you can ask the questions that have been weighing on you and get some ideas, some advice, some training tips, uh, different tricks that I've learned throughout the time that I had an open dog training company rather than what I have now, which is just a consulting service. But if you need some one-on-one -on -one and you would like to talk with me, you can do so. We're still running our promotion 20 for 20. It's 20 bucks for 20 minutes with me. I'll record the session and we can kind of dig into what's dealing, what you're dealing with with your dog and how best to address the situation. A few announcements, the first being we are now up to 7,500 downloads in the past seven weeks, which I don't know what you think about that, but I think it's pretty great. And then we're, one of my goals by the new year is to have 500 subscribers, people who are always listening to us, and then 10,000 downloads. So if you haven't already, be sure to join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dog guru podcast make sure you've shared us with your friends family doggy friends and their canine compadres anybody that has a dog or loves dogs would be well suited to listening to the show and perhaps they'll write in next time be sure to rate us on itunes i always include uh steps to how to do that within the show notes and then also if you haven't caught us on varmints i had that link in our last episode so do check that out and listen to it we had a guest spot there it was super great working with 
Paul and Donna. So if you have any interest in learning more about wolves, that's the episode you need to listen to. And my very last announcement is that I am currently in search of a large breed puppy so that I have an understudy for my current service dog who is very ready for retirement. At 17 years old, I feel like he's earned it. And so if you know anybody who's got Bernie's Mountain Dogs, Akitas, Newfoundlands are a breed I'm really considering right now, as well as the Leonberger and not surprisingly German Shepherds. So if you know a breeder that you love and adore and who has a good reputation please send their info to me you can do so by commenting below or if you yourself are a breeder with an upcoming litter please let me know you can email me directly at dogguru here for you at gmail.com would love to hear from you that's it for me today everybody this has been victoria your dog guru namaste